This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a woo-pig suey. Woo-pig suey. Woo-pig suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10. Five touchdown Bullpups. Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just shook the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and the second best golfer in Senior Division One <laughs> from the Turkey Creek Open Championship, Mr. Steve Sell. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve, were you pleased with your performance this weekend? Well, if you take the putter out of my hands, I probably played as good as I could play for two days. Well, good for the, you. The putter is just... Uh... You've got a glow I, to you today. You, you feel good. You look good. You look excited. You well, look happy. I, I went to bed early last night. Okay. I got rested. I'm all rested up. Ready this, to go. I think that's the first time you've ever said that. Yeah. I'm, that I'm, you're not exhausted. There's I'm, no exhaustion? No exhaustion today. Wow. Now there could be by the time the day's over. That's true. I've gone pretty hard today. You really have. You've been grinding back there. You're getting ready for that Mid-Kansas Sports Magazine. Yeah. I've been getting stories done. And if I can just get some coaches, I've sent about three emails out to some coaches. They just, I don't know if they don't see their email because, you know, a lot of them, it's through their school. I think you'd think they'd probably check it from time to time. And then some coaches are just like, well, I don't really know what I have until the first day of practice. I really don't, but I don't want to wait that long. I want to get the information, you know, to the printer so we can have it ready for that first home football game. I think that's where we'll probably give them out. That's true. Or so, it could be soccer or volleyball yeah, earlier that week. Yeah, it could be. But, you know, we try to, we try to keep it as current as we can, so we go. We kind of push the envelope on the deadline right up to the last minute. That's right. And uh, you know, uh, it's going to be a great year in the in the or great fall, I should say, in the area. Not just for football. Uh, we got a lot of other sports. We got a lot of good volleyball teams. Just got my girl Chloe Headlands, Canton Galva volleyball information. She's excited. I know Coach Doyle's excited. Jason Peters at Heston. Uh, you know he's excited. Charlene Ramsey at Smokey. She sent her stuff in. Uh, you know, they improved by 14 wins last year. That's pretty impressive. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Another 14-win improvement, we'd be talking state championship. That's right. Well, Steve, I know we're also excited about this fall, not just the high school sports scene, but also Matt College Sports. Right. And they are feeling pretty good over yeah, on the east and, side of town. Yeah, and you went out to the uh, banquet uh, I wasn't just there. I was emceeing. You were yet. an MC. Well, you know, I don't do banquets, so I wasn't there. There, there was a quote. One, one of the people in charge over at the college asked, well, is Steve going to be there? And I said, I'll just give you the quote. Quote, I don't do banquets. I've, End quote. Steve yeah, said. I just, I'm not a big banquet guy, and I, I, I just kind of avoid those. I just don't. You avoid them? <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to say avoid them, but I just, 
I just don't go to things like that. You just do not go to any banquets. You don't wear a sports coat. You don't wear a tie. Well, I don't have. I, if I got a tie, I don't know where it is. I, I know I got one somewhere. I've got a bunch of them. If you need to borrow one, I, I don't. I don't wear ties. My, in fact, my. You know, I talked to when my father was getting. You know, toward the end, we were talking about. You know, we're we're talking about his f- upcoming funeral. He, we, sure, we knew it was inevitable. And he says to me, I know you're not going to wear a tie. So he said, I'm not even worried about it. So, and I didn't wear a tie. I mean, I wore, I did wear a sports coat, but I just don't do ties. I sure. Just, I don't do ties and I don't do banquets. I'm, I'm happy for you, Steve. <laughs> I think, I think you would have enjoyed this one. You would have seen all sorts of people that you know. Carol Swenson, of course, stepped up, delivered a phenomenal speech. Oh, I'm sure he did. Swen is always on top of it. Very oh, yeah. prepared. Very. We had all sorts of fun games going on. Now, I know that you know Coach Josh Nichols of the women's basketball team fairly well by yeah, now. I do. He was feeling good on Saturday night. He was in charge of the cornhole game. Ooh. And him and Coach Rafa, the tennis coach, Rafa. they were in charge of getting people to play some cornhole to win some raffle tickets. And they're big yeah, fans of the cornhole. They had all sorts of, sounds like a lot of interesting games and activities going on and and of course, last year they had—I think it was Dayton Moore. They had last. That's right. Year. He was—he was the keynote speaker. Instead, this time it was me. Yeah. So a serious downgrade. Well, I, I was going to say. I mean, that's—I'd say that's just kind of uh, what, what do they call a lateral move for him? Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I, I can—I can tell you that I think they had to pay a whole lot less for me than they did for Dayton Moore yeah. to make the trip down here. But it was a fun weekend. I know that they are very excited to get the fall going. I think Coach Fiscus is excited to get the fall going. You and I are going to be at KCAC Media Day on Thursday yeah, in we'll Wichita. You bet. We're getting close, Steve. Are you feeling good yet? I'm, I am. I'm, I'm excited for the fall. And and uh, I, I went out to the uh, golf course on Friday. They had like 80 players uh, in the golf tournament. Then I think somebody now Steve doesn't do banquets, but he does do golf. I didn't tournaments. do no. I didn't do the golf tournament though. I just but went, you would have. You would have been open to it. Yeah, but and then. Uh, I think the banquet, they were over 200, is my understanding. You were there. I mean, there were like 200, 250 people. Yeah. So, a lot of, a lot of excitement about Matt College athletics right now and the college in general. Uh, retention's been great out at the college the last couple of years. Enrollment is about as high as I can ever remember it out there. I can, I, there was a time when they were down in the, like the 350s, Whoa. 340s. And then that was many, many years ago. And, now I think they're up to what seven or eight hundred. Uh, if somebody knows the correct number, let me know. But just yell at Steve. Yeah. Send him a mean email. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're they're in the seven to eight hundreds now. They're they've gone from being the smallest school in the KCAC. I think they've passed some of the other schools in terms of enrollment. Well, Steve, I wanted to talk about one major storyline from yesterday over the weekend, and something that I think will be very fun to talk about. But I also wanted to dive into as I was driving around town this weekend and and pondering, thinking a lot about the the Kansas City Chiefs with their training camp going on. I've got a topic of conversation I want to have with you about the Chiefs. But before we do that, the fun story from yesterday. So I know that you were playing golf in the afternoon, but did you get a chance to go back and watch the Royals game? I watched the replay last night. So you did get to see... I saw Trevor Bauer. Your good friend, Trevor Bauer. My friend. He has some very, let's just say, quirky tendencies to right. himself he's a, is that an in, he, a good he, word to he use? is he is a, he walks to the beat of a different drummer i think you could say so i'm going to play some audio from you here and i think that this happened during a commercial break but fox sports kansas city still had the cameras rolling yeah and they were able to ca- capture this and we're going to let rex hudler explain it first and if it's not clear then we'll then we'll recap you here rex, but, this is called rex speak 
Oh, yeah. well, big time. Pilots yeah. a bombardier. Yeah. Did before he came out. Watch this. He turns and fires it. Thankfully, he threw it against the, the board, so there was nobody in the seats there to get hit with it. But you don't you don't do that when your manager's coming out. It's disrespectful. So Francona's going, "What the heck was that?" And Brock goes, "My bad, Skip. I'm sorry." And he goes, "Go grab some pine. I'm going to see you." <laughs> Hudler. Uh, so if you didn't catch that. Trevor Bauer, pitcher for the Indians, was being pulled out of the game. So before this happened, he not only threw a ball into the backstop, into the netting behind home plate right. in frustration, and he's a big league pitcher. He can throw 100 miles an hour. He can. He's a Especially if he's just letting it fly. But then Terry Francona, the manager of the Indians, starts walking out to the mound to pull him out. And instead of politely taking the ball and handing it to his skipper, Tito. Trevor Bauer turns takes a crow hop from the mound and throws the ball over the center field fence. Now, if my math is right, the mound is 60 feet, 6 inches right. from home plate. Center field at Kauffman Stadium is like 410 yeah. from home plate. So he throws this ball 350 feet in the air yeah. off the batter's eye behind the center field fence, and Tito Francona gets out there and goes, what the heck are you doing? Yeah, And he says, oh, I'm sorry, makes his way back to the dugout. And this has been met with some very interesting criticism. Before you and I dive into it, I wanted to let everybody hear what Trevor Bauer had to say after the game regarding his incident of throwing the ball over the center field fence in frustration. First and foremost, um, my most sincere apology to all my teammates, my coaching staff, um, the organization, and all of our fans for how I conducted myself today. Unbecoming. It was childish, unprofessional. Um, there's no place for it in the game. Happy that it didn't result in any physical injury for anybody else. I realize that put people in danger. Um, I want to be clear that my frustrations were with myself and my inability to stop the situation um, and keep my team in the game. It was not directed at any of my teammates, um, even though I know that it came off that way. Um, I love going to battle with my guys. All right, I've heard enough of him. I thought he did a really good job of getting out in front of this before it really festered, before ever, you know, before nationally. People... Everybody says he's so mad at his teammates. Yeah, he's so mad yeah. at that and, manager. And Tito Francona, uh, also after the game, he he addressed it. I the uh, Fox Sports played what Tito had to say after the game, and I think it's one of those things. It's over. It's done with. They're going to move on. The media will probably keep it drummed up for at least two or three days or until he makes his next start. Did that not sound like he like he, murdered somebody? It sounded like he was apologizing for and, something and, so serious. And he did not have a script or anything because I, I watched it. He, it wasn't like he was reading from something he had prepared. I mean, it was all you know, him winging it. And I think he just lost his mind just momentarily. You've never done that. No, I've never done that. But I think he, he lost his mind. He realized how bad the optics were, and I think he did a real good job of getting out in front of it, and I think he'll move on from it. But doesn't it feel like this is not that big of a deal? No, it's, it's not. It's it, Doesn't it feel like, it's like we're we look, shouldn't care? It's like we're looking for a big deal just to have a big deal to talk about. I understand that there are some safety parts of this. Like, let's say he's walking to the dugout and has the ball in his hand, which he probably wouldn't. And turns and just fires one into the front row. Yeah, I, I, I think that's different. 
Where this, he's throwing it into a space where there are not people. Right. He threw it just into the batter's eye over there. But how would you feel if instead of hurling one at the little kid in the front row, if as he was walking off the field, turns and Patrick Mahomes it to the upper deck? Would yeah. you be mad at that? I'd be wanting the baseball if I was paying attention. But, but it's not mu- as much of a safety have, thing there. But what if he would have hurt his arm doing that? You know, throwing it so hard maybe tore something or, you know, strained his labrum or something like that. So you are not offended by him throwing the ball over the center field fence? I thought it was just a clown show. But I, I didn't think it's a good look. Yeah, it's but not But you're a good not look. like, he needs to be suspended and no, fined, I, and we have no room in fined. baseball for this. Well, he'll this. get fined. I don't know if he'll get. I don't think he'll get suspended. I think he'll get fined. I mean, it was just something stupid that he did. So I kind of had a thought that you would not like this, and that you'd say there's no room in the game for that, and you got to respect well, your manager. Purist. I mean, I'm I am a baseball purist because I'm still, you know, I still think in the '60s and '70s. That's cause, true because I've never gotten unstuck from the '60s and '70s. Everyone tells me, but uh, anyway, I I didn't have as much of a problem with. Now, if there had been people in the stands. You know, when he fired it. Now, if you throw it in the upper deck, at least you can see it coming. But if he throws it on the line in the outfield stands, I mean, that doesn't give people time to, you know, protect themselves. But if you throw a moonshot up into the stands, it's like, hey, he's throwing us a souvenir. So that's how I'd look at it. So how do we compare this to other sports was my next thought. So let's say Patrick Mahomes rolls out to his left, throws an interception, Whoever it is on the other team picks it up and and goes, ha, 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 and laughs in Mahomes' face and hands him the ball. And in frustration, Patrick Mahomes, from the sideline, turns and chucks the ball into the stands. Hey, throw me a football. I'll tell are, you. are we worried about that? Are we worried from a safety? No, because a baseball can do a lot more damage than a football. Okay, There's... let's say we're playing basketball. Okay. And LeBron James... Goes up for a dunk, gets fouled hard, hits the ground, ball lands in his lap, and LeBron drop kicks the basketball and punts it into the crowd. And again, basketballs and footballs do not do the damage baseballs do. So I just look at it. How about this? Let's say somebody's playing hockey. Okay. Let's say the great man, the great one. The great man himself? Well, no, not him. (laughs) Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) That he's sliding up the ice, and he gets called for a penalty, and he's so upset that he just turns and whips a slap shot into the stands. Now, that would be even worse than a baseball. It'd be bad. Because it would come off the stick faster than a baseball throwing it. And plus, those those hockey pucks hurt. Here's a good one. Serena Williams. Serena. Let's say she gets all fired up. She's mad at that ref because he's making bad calls. Yeah. And she turns, throws a tennis ball into the air, and whacks it into the crowd at Wimbledon. That's like a basketball or football. Tennis ball ain't going to hurt you. It might. (laughs) It it, it might hurt. Yeah, but it still would be a souvenir, so... So you're not worried about any of this, you and even I'm in not. other sports, as it carries over, you don't care. I, you I, don't really think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's that big a deal. Okay, I really don't. And I know that sounds hard to believe for you, because knowing that I'm. A I big, just thought that you would say I'm there's big, no room for that. I'm a big stickler. You know, you are. I am a stickler for rules and regulations. What's the name of the teacher in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Mr. Hand. Mr. Hand and Spicoli. Yeah. I think sometimes I get to be a little bit like Jeff Spicoli. Yeah. And I come in and I'm like, hey, Mr. Hand, it's pizza. It's going to be on our time. Mm-hmm. 
and that you're Mr. Han and you say, you cannot have pizza in this classroom. You cannot throw baseballs into the crowd. I'd been a good teacher about 30 years ago because, you know, I would have been by the book. Beat students up. I would have, yeah, I probably would have swatted. Yeah, that's a great way to live your I would, life. I would, have, I would have swatted students. Of course, Nothing like hitting a bunch of 14-year-olds. Nothing like it. Well, I, I can't. Don't be, do it, Steve. You know, it's just odd to me that, Back in those days, you could swat the heck out of kids. Yeah, it's real odd. Yeah, and now, you know, if you even sneeze at a kid, you'd probably get in trouble. You probably should. Yeah. Cover your mouth. Yeah. All right, Steve, let's take a break. When we come back, Chiefs, they're in St. Joe. They've got training camp going on. But I have a very important question to ask you about the Kansas City Chiefs, and in particular, their starting quarterback. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, as I was pondering, thinking this weekend... I've been following along with the Chiefs in their training camp. Have you been keeping tabs with what Andy Reid's guys have been doing up in St. Joe? I really, I don't pay much attention to the first couple weeks of training camp because it's. When do you pay attention? Once they start playing exhibition games. August 10th. Yeah. Preseason game. Yeah. That's when the Chiefs get things going. We have it? It will be here. 96.7 FM. KBE. Yeah, that's it. We are a Chiefs affiliate. That's where it'll be. You bet. Mitch. Mitch. It'll be good. But anyway. I was thinking to myself, MVP Patrick Mahomes, what are our realistic expectations for what he should be this year? Do you think a realistic expectation is 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, MVP? Do you think a realistic expectation is 30 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 4,300 yards. Where are you setting the lines of realistic expectations for Patrick Mahomes? Well, he had one of those years that's just like a fairy tale. Everything went right for him last year. That's not going to happen again this year. He's going to be good. Are you sure? I am sure. Uh, I mean, uh, do you really think it's not possible for him to do it again? Oh, it's possible, but I just, I think the NFL is all about adjustments. And they're going to adjust to Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong. He's still going to have a great year. He'll have great numbers. But he's not going to have what he had last year. There's just no way. Because they had games where, you know, they were, what do you have, like six touchdowns in a couple games? The Rams game, I think he did. Yeah. And, you know, and you play a different schedule this year. You may see a lot more tougher defenses than you saw. I mean, you know, you saw some pretty weak defenses last year. That he. But remember, they were playing a number one schedule. Yeah. Last year, too. Yeah, and they'll be playing number one schedule again this year. Right. I'd say for him, if he throws for about 4,500 yards, I'm going to say 35 touchdowns. I think that's realistic. I, I, I just think he set the bar. Let me do some math for you, Steve, because in normal football world, back in the golden days, Joe Willie Namath, Ooh, Dan Marino. That's my day. The golden days, 
35 touchdowns is a pretty good year. Oh, yeah. It's a great year. But think about what Patrick Mahomes does, what Andy Reid does, what Tyreek Hill does, what Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. So you're thinking that 2.18 passing touchdowns per game is where he'll be? Yeah. Doesn't that number sound low, though? It's a little low. Do you really think he's going to have a game where he doesn't pass for a touchdown? Yes. You really think I so? I think there will be a game in there, yeah. Game or two, maybe. I'm telling you. I don't think so. The NFL is all about adjustments. And the other thing is, the thing that will help him, though, to get to his big numbers, they're not going to run the ball near as well as they did last year. That's why I'm thinking. They don't have the running backs this year. I don't know where Spencer Ware is. I don't know if he signed with somebody. Or if the Chiefs, you know, he's not with the Chiefs right now. I assume somebody's picked him up. Maybe you can check that out while I'm babbling. But um, they're counting on, who is it, Damian Williams? Yes. Darren Williams? Damian. Now, now they did pick up Carlos Hyde, which I Spencer thought. Spencer Ware's on the Colts. Okay. I thought Carlos Hyde, that's an upgrade over Spencer Ware. Carlos Hyde's a really good running back. Yeah. He's just had the unfortunate, he was uh, on the Browns. Then I think he was on Pistols Dolphins for a while. 49ers. He, uh, 49ers. And, and I think he kind of bounced around maybe a little bit there. But he's a good running back. He was on the Jags for part of last That's year. That's who it was. I knew he was on those one of those Florida teams. So when I start to look at math and I start to think, okay, what is Patrick Mahomes going to do with this offense? The other thing to remember, too, that I think maybe people haven't accounted for. Because Andy Reid throws the ball more than anybody in the NFL. Andy Reid throws the ball a lot. Plus... You know what the weakness of the Chiefs is? Defense. And you know what it means when your means, defense is means, not good? That means the offense gets more the ball more. That means that the offense has the ball more and has more important drives than most other teams do. Yeah. Because when you're only ahead 35-21, you got to keep playing even when you're in the fourth quarter. When you're ahead, let's say they had the best defense in the NFL combined with Patrick Mahomes, Ooh. and you're up 35-7 to all the time, well, you're not going to be passing for touchdowns all game. But when you play those games like they do against the Rams and the Patriots and the Seahawks, where the defenses are so bad... And, the, and it's going to be worse this year. Their that, defense will be worse. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and he was saying, well, what do you think is a realistic expectation for the Chiefs' defense? And I said... I think they could very easily be worse. Oh, yeah. I I said that last year, I know that it was a statistically and historically bad defense, but I thought that in the games where they didn't really need to be that good, they were pretty good. Yeah. And that they had some good games. They forced a lot of turnovers. My my indicator is Tyron Matthew gave an interview about three weeks ago, and they asked him about the Chiefs defense, and it was like, well, it's going to be a working – or it's going to be a work in progress. I mean, he didn't give it a ringing. The linebackers aren't very good. I mean, Les Miles is coming out saying, oh, this KU defense, you know, for KU, he thinks our defense is going to be great. They're going to give up 50 points a game. <laughs> I mean, they're going to be horrendous. They're going to be a lot worse than they were last year. I think Frank Clark and D. Ford are very even. Yeah. If not, slight edge to D. Ford? Yeah. Or do you think slight edge to Frank Clark? I don't even remember Frank Clark. So he had some good stats at Seattle. I know. Yeah, that. a lot of sacks. Very similar to D. Ford. Yeah. Chris Jones is back, obviously a plus. But I don't look at the secondary and go, oh, yeah, Charvarius Ward, he's going to have a great second year. I don't. I, even, I think the defense could be worse. I don't know who they have. They got Honey Badger back there. I don't even know who the corners are anymore. They've cut so many corners here lately. Steven Nelson's gone, isn't he? I believe so. He's, Skandrick's gone. Who else do they have? As a, I don't even remember who they have as a corner. But let's just look at this, Steve. 
I think the defense could be worse, which means that the offense has to have the ball more. And I know that 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, it doesn't happen often. Right. It's one of the three best quarterback seasons of all time behind the Peyton Manning 2013 year with the Broncos where they did not win the Super Bowl. What about Marino? And the Tom Brady year in 2007 where he had Randy Moss that he threw for a bunch well, of touchdowns. did Marino throw for – he had like 48 touchdowns one year when he had Duper and but, Clayton. But Mahomes is in there with the top three, top five best years ever. Yeah. And I don't think it is a crazy thought that it could be a better year with him maybe not even being as good. I'm not saying that he could be uh, – that just, he could throw more interceptions worry, but I, still more and yards see, and my touchdowns. Wor- my worry is he spent so much time on what they call the banquet circuit. doing. He's done thousands of commercials. He's been at thousands of events. He, there, was, there was a big event. Mahomes was there. But the other thing, too – that guy has worked really hard this offseason as well. And I've seen videos of it. And I read today that one of the beat writers that was there for the Chiefs said that today he threw his first interception of camp. Okay. That they've been throwing the ball all week. Yeah. First interception came today. Yeah. That he has looked really good. Okay. And the thing to remember is, don't you think he's going to keep getting better? Well, he should. I mean, just You're not going to be better at... you got to remember he's, what, 23? Is he... Is 23 he? or 24. Yeah. I think he's going to continue to get better. And my bar is a little less than what he did last year. I think my bar of what is a reasonable expectation, 44-ish touchdowns, mm-hmm. 4,500-ish yards, I think that's a reasonable expectation. But if you told me in six months that Patrick Mahomes wins another MVP award, throws for 55 touchdowns, 5,500 yards, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I, I I just go back to what I said before. NFL is all about adjustments, and I think they're just gonna they're gonna dare the Chiefs. A lot of teams are gonna dare the Chiefs to run the ball. They're gonna play eight guys in the secondary. But I th- don't think the NFL has ever had to make an adjustment for this for this machine yeah. for Patrick Mahomes. Do you think that the members of the British Army in 1776 and the Revolutionary War? could have adjusted very quickly to a tank from World War II. Ooh. Do you think it would take a while for them to adjust to that? Could they adjusted to a man Patton? I think it would have George been. George I think that's kind of this comparison here. Yeah. That they've made adjustments before. You know, They could maybe adjust for assault rifles, but I don't know if you can adjust for a tank. <laughs> and that's what Patrick Mahomes is. Well, He's different. Yeah, he, he really he is special, that's for sure. All right, let's take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, we are almost out of time today. But do you know what tonight is? It's an important night. Who the Royals play? Blue? Are the Royals on tonight or they have an open date? I think they play 
tonight. I think they, they have, have an blue, off day on Thursday. Blue Jays, maybe? I think they play the Blue Jays. Okay. Do you know it's more important than that? Don't tell me the Bachelor at or Bachelor whatever it is. It's the Bachelorette. Whatever. Do you know where we're down to, Steve? The final four. We're down to the final three. Oh. The two-part season finale tonight, 7 o'clock, tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Oh, that's pathetic. They're just down to three. There's no nonsense going on. At some point, the men are going to propose to Hannah B., and then she's going to have to make her decision. And how many weeks has this ridiculous show run? Oh, it's been like 11 or 12. Good grief. That's just... Then you have to throw in The Bachelor from the winter. Do they have then do they have the post mortem show that you know <laughs> Oh, they've already had the men tell all. Oh, okay. That's what they call it. Oh. It it's nothing I'm gonna watch, that's for sure. There's Pilot Peter. There is Jed, J E D. He is a a singer, an aspiring singer. Then there's Tyler, isn't, who who is a former football player isn't at this Florida the show Atlantic. Big B watches this show. He's oh, a, he's a big fan. Big uh, B is a huge fan. Yeah, well, Big B uh, you could be Hannah B, Steve. What? That's her name. You could you could be just like her. You could be on the oh, show. No. You should watch. Give it a watch tonight, I'd Steve. I'd rather have someone take nails and hammer them under my fingernails and do that. <laughs> All right, Steve. Enjoy the show tonight. I know you'll be watching. Uh, no. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Well,